the blast from our past network. Hi, this is Steve Kostansky, director of The Void and Psycho Gorman, and you're listening to Podcasting After Dark. Podcasting After Dark presents TV Obscura, a deep dive into underrated and unknown television shows from our youth. Cartoons, sitcoms, cop shows, and much more. Sit back and enjoy some nostalgic fun with TV Obscura. everybody welcome to the very first episode of podcasting after dark presents tv obscura a new sub show i guess you'd say i'm not really sure how to call it but a new show on the uh on the podcasting after dark feed where we talk about obscure tv shows from our childhoods uh stuff that you know we might remember fondly or might remember maybe not so fondly or don't remember at all in some of these cases so anyways uh as always i am one of the co-hosts of Podcast After Dark. I am Corey. And I'm Zach. Or should I call myself Chooch? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Hold on, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of things to say about Chooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, so as always, joining me is uh, Zach the Snack, a.k.a. Tiny T. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm so excited about this new show because we're going to dive into some shows that I bring up all the time to friends, mostly friends. <laughs> Anybody who will listen to me? Yeah, I know. Uh, hat and, squad, the hat squad. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you got to check this show out. If you ever find this show, you got to check this out. You got to check this cartoon out. You got to check this. And so when you pitched this idea to me, I, I was I salivated at the thought because I thought, man, there's so much content, uh, TV shows that come and go. You can go down a rabbit hole if you pick one particular show and then go on imdb and they'll say more shows like this and then you'll start going oh i oh i remember that oh i never heard of this i've never Mm -hmm. heard of that shows come and go they might just be a pilot it might be a long 26 episode season um this is back in the day when shows lasted 26 episodes you know Mm -hmm. all this stuff now we're so used to 10 episodes we're so used to uh at the most 10 or 12 episodes of shows, uh, current shows. But back when we were kids, back when we were younger, stuff lasted, if it lasted more than a season, you were guaranteed at least 26 episodes. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty phenomenal. So we're going to be covering all shows in between, up, down, all around. Yeah, dude. And, and I want to give credit where credit is due. I pitched you an obscure a uh, TV show watch list. You turned it into an ongoing TV show, which I think is the uh, oh. an on, sorry an ongoing podcast show, which I think is a better idea because there are a shit ton of of TV shows that I want to talk about that I barely remember that have these little fleeting you know uh, memories in my mind, like Misfits yeah. of Science and War of the Worlds and all kinds of stuff. But at the same time, we'll probably dive into some V and things like that because yeah. you know we. We like that shit, but we probably won't ever dive into something like, I don't know, Law and Order, things like that, like super, super mainstream stuff. Um, but to kick it off, 
the two shows. Oh, and by the way, the format, we're going to probably play with things a little bit. You're hearing the very first episode. So, you know, I don't know if this is exactly the format. It will be, you know, five episodes or ten episodes from now. But right now, uh, we're going to do two two TV shows per podcast episode and just break them up and just do half and half, you know. And then Zach picks one and I pick one. And this time, uh, for the very first episode, is we're starting off with The Hat Squad. And that's Zach's pick. And then I'm going to be doing Photon. So, old Zachy Poo, can you give us a little rundown on the Hat Squad, my man? Oh, yeah. The Hat Squad was, and it's quite possibly my favorite um, cop show of all time, TV cop show. It's a cop show, uh, like I said, three times now. And it ran from uh, 92 to, it ran for only 11 aired episodes. Apparently, there's 13 uh, on CBS. And in 1992 is when it came out. It came and went. Uh, but the basic premise is uh, an old cop and his wife adopt three young boys whose parents were uh, killed in line of duty. And that's kind of the premise of the show. They end up becoming cops. They adopt fedora hats uh, as their trademark of unity and thus become the hat squad. Mm-hmm. Um, the hats, it's, so it's a very basic premise. Their dad... Is played by, and most people will know who this guy is. His name's James Tolkien. Mm-hmm. He was the principal in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. He's in Masters of the Universe. You yes. know who this guy is. He's yep. always had a bald head probably his entire life. Oh, Top Gun as well. Um, Does he just, have alopecia, I think, maybe? I don't know. Um, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. But he he's always had that like signature look. He always has a very similar style of acting in every movie that he or TV show that he does. So when he popped up on this show, I initially was drawn to that. Obviously, in 92, I was like, I don't know, 14 uh, years old, very impressionable and very much into like fashion and style and looks and everything was cool. Like, you know, I, I really dug tough guy roles. Uh, and this show had that. This The, the rest of the cast... Um, is you've got Don Michael Paul, who plays uh, Buddy Capitosa. And Don Michael Paul is from, well, if you don't know who Don Michael Paul is, uh, he was in a ton of stuff in the 80s and 90s. He actually wrote Harley, Dav- Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, one of my favorite <laughs> Buddy action movies of the 90s. And, and a movie that most assuredly will show up on Podcast After Dark at some point. We're just not sure when. It has to happen. Because it will. I, I, I love that movie. Me too. Um, <laughs> like actually, was, the real question is, who's going to be the one that actually brings it to the table? Because I think we both love it equally. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, he was in this really obscure cult action movie called Rolling Thunder, where he drives a monster truck and kills people mm. for like revenge. Uh, and then Aloha Summer, which is a really great like coming of age movie from the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And then the other, there are two more brothers, uh, Matt Matheson, played by Billy Warlock. And Billy Warlock will be known to cult genre fans from society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently he was a, one of the kids in Halloween Part 2. He had a really small bit role in that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, rounding out the three brothers is my favorite, Chooch, uh, Rafael Martinez, played by Nestor Serrano. And you know, people will be like, oh, I know that guy. He's in Bad Boys, and he's in The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was in one of uh, a really somewhat obscure 
uh, early '90s comedy called "Hanging with the Homeboys," oh. which with John Leguizamo, mm. of course. It was actually John Leguizamo's. I think it was his first movie, um, and Dougie Doug, <laughs> who Dougie Doug was a comedian, and now he's like paraplegic. He had a horrible uh, accident. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's really shitty. And then Mario Joyner, who uh, was like a had a big personality on MTV, like MTV comedy show or something like that back in the day. Um, but anyways, yeah, Nestor Serrano plays Rafael Martinez and those are the three brothers. So here's the deal. Uh, buddy that he's the oldest one in the group. He's like the tough guy. He's kind of like the leader. He, there's a running gag throughout the show where he says, you know, drop and give me 50 from like when they were kids, he would always make them do pushups. Uh, Matt is the youngest one in the group. And he would and, have the, like, and the best looking one in the group where all yeah, the ladies love him. All the ladies love him. Uh, he, he's, he's, and he had like night terrors when he, when he, he was a kid and he really gets drawn towards families that, uh, you know, are dealing with like, you know, if there's a kid in the family, he gets really connected to the kid in the family because he kind of connects with them over that. And then, uh, Raphael, uh, his parents were, he saw his parents get murdered and gunned down. So he doesn't touch guns. He doesn't use weapons. Right. So he uses like a razor blade playing card, the Jack of hearts, cause he is the Jack of hearts. And sometimes he'll put like shit in his hat, like a, like, a loaded, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you call that? Yeah, like um, almost like a roll of pennies, but like in his hat, like some sort of weighted thing so he can hit people with. Yeah, uh, I think he, he had gunpowder in it too, actually. Something bit. like yeah, and 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 also he he thinks he's the ladies' man, but it doesn't he doesn't ever get that. Like it doesn't seem like he gets the ladies. He like he wants to be the ladies' man or he pretends to be the ladies' <laughs> man, but they all like they all like warlock. They all like yeah, the they young all kid. like yeah, they all like Matt, and and he's always like oh, but I'm the Puerto Rican prince. Yeah, you know? yeah. and he. From other roles I've seen him in, he plays that similar type. So I'm wondering if that's very much like a personality thing. Right. Um, from the opening to this show, which I feel like really portrays their personalities really well, uh, and to the to the last frame, th- this is like a kind of a unique cop show in the sense that it takes a somewhat of a superhero premise. Like what happens if these three kids, these orphan kids become uh, adopted by a foster family and turn into crime fighters and they drive a Shelby Mustang called the beast, which is really badass uh, throughout the show. And the, 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 um, the pilot episode, which is what I encouraged Corey to watch. Yes. Yes. I, I, I watched the pilot. I have things. I have a lot of things to say. Oh, great. Okay. (laughs) So from the, from the pilot episode, um, and that's what I encouraged him to watch because it had the biggest impact on me as well. Uh, it, the guest star villain is played by Sam J. Jones, who plays Victory Smith. And if you don't know who Sam J. Jones is, then why are you even listening to this show? Because he's Flash Gordon. That's who he is. And, and he and, is a badass motherfucker in this show. Like, an, an evil, like, super evil. He, yeah, he, and, and so I fall into the category of not giving a rat's ass about uh, Flash Gordon, as Zach, much to Zach's chagrin. So, But I will say <laughs> that when I was watching this episode, I was like, who is this asshole? Like, you know, Victory, the, the guy yeah. who plays Victory. Victory I was Smith, like, who yeah. is this asshole? Because I like him a lot. And yeah. I don't know why. And I look him up and I'm like, motherfucking Flash Gordon. God yeah. damn it, Zach. But <laughs> he is fantastic in this episode. He is unbelievable. There's there's a quick scene where he carjacks this uh, woman and, his, and her daughter and her son. And he throws him in the trunk of a car. And 
right before he closes the trunk on them, he gets up in the kid's face and he's like, if you tell anyone anything, I'm going to come over. I'm going to sneak in your house at night and I'm going to kill your mother. Yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna kill your mama yeah, that or something was, like that dude that was intense it's man. intense it's, this show does not hold out i think it was on at nine o'clock at night so it was a little it, more risque than most typical t- it feels uh, yeah it felt like a nine o'clock sort of style show but but like you know i only watched the pilot and it did have like a superhero vibe to it not that there was any special powers not no, that anyone no. had any special powers but it just had a uh, and, uh, a hyper reality sort of vibe or, you know, like it, it just, it tried to, it was like comic booky. It was very comic booky. Yes. Like from yes. their, their, ho- I mean, their, here's the weird thing is they're, they're cops, right? Yeah. Yep. But yet they act like they're a special unit um, right away. Like people already knew who they were like, Oh, you're yep. the hat squad. Like the, the bad guys knew who they were. So like, they're like a special unit. So it's kind of like the A team, but if they were sanctioned by the military or by the, the, the cops, I guess. Right. Yeah, the LAPD. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then they, they, for some reason, the whole episode they had, they lived out of a, like an abandoned floor on a high on a business high rise, but that yeah. is that not every episode, or do they, they change they, locations every they episode? Kind, they kind of abandoned that as as time went on, but the original premise was that that's when they were like doing, uh, they, they would kind of go deep undercover to kind of find these criminals, and they had to like be really uh, detached from everything. So they were up in this high rise. You know, like Buddy, Buddy has a girlfriend, but he doesn't want to get serious with her because he's a cop and he's always on the move. Um, Matt always is like kind of looking for a girlfriend. And Raphael obviously is the playboy, the Puerto Rican prince. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of like their home base. It's like a high rise abandoned uh, unit, Uh, like Nakatomi Plaza kind of thing. Yeah. And then they and what's cool is it's not every episode, but they have cool uh, montage scenes where they will play sometimes it's a cover because they did a cover of you're no son of mine which was a really intense episode but um they had they played uh silent lucidity by queen's reich yes and 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 they used it twice to kind of give a flashback of where the kids came from uh interspersed with them bungee jumping because this is 92 guys so bungee jumping was very popular yeah from what i saw this was very much like a product of its time, you know, <laughs> yes. but I will say I didn't take a lot of notes, but my my one of my three notes for the Hat Squad is uh, I'll never be mad at Silent Lucidity. You can play <laughs> no, that dude. anytime you want. And I'm I was like into it, bro. I was like, me Fucking, too. Yeah. Silent Lucidity band. And they, you know, they did it well. Like they they yeah. incorporate they used it to show uh, the kids backstory in in the show, the, the actual Hat Squad when they were kids at the beginning. And then at the end, they kind of used it to tie in with the new foster uh kid that that their their foster parents uh actually had and i yes. thought that was well done i i liked how they did that i thought there were some cool concepts that they were playing with where the the oldest brother uh was at the grave of his parents and his foster dad um tolkien uh uh he was like you know uh, the oldest son was like how come you never let us take your last name and yeah. he was like because your parents loved you. They had a plan for you. This wasn't supposed to happen. You're their son. 
but I am your guardian, you know, type of thing. And it wasn't like a mean thing because, you know, he clearly loves all the kids and everything, yeah. but he also really wanted them to know what where they came from. And I, I, I liked that a lot. I really yeah. thought that was a, a really cool, cool I, idea and something they played with. Yeah, me too. I, I love that. I mean, th- there's a million cop shows on TV. And like I said, if you go on INDB for this, they'll say more like this. And it's a rundown of short-lived 13 episodes this only lasted half a season uh it didn't even make it that long i think it was at the time you know networks just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks yeah and and this was to me i don't think people got the concept or they thought it was a little they thought that the idea was silly um but then if you watch the show it's formulaic in its way like you know like many cop shows were at the time but the uniqueness was in that they, they had these kind of cool troubled pasts that you wanted to know more about. And as the time went on, you would figure more, you would learn more about their troubled past that maybe their parents weren't doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing kind of stuff. Oh, okay. And, okay. um, and yeah, and I love that their foster dad, uh, Mike, Mike Ragland is his name, uh, played by James Tolkien. He's just a hardened, like he's so, you're so used to seeing him as a, like an, either an asshole, like in back to the future or just like an all around kind of tough guy in Top Gun and this he's like a sweet old co- older cop and yeah. he joins them on their on their uh, bus sometimes yeah. the opening scene with because he's he's still a cop too yeah he's still a cop too and yeah and it's and it's and you see LA there's some interesting shots because it's LA in the in the early 90s uh which is weird for us because we obviously live down here you live down here for quite some time too and yeah uh there's one scene where I'm like that's looks like it's supposed to be PCH but it Definitely looks like it could be Italy or Big Sur or something. Just the way you know, the yeah. way how narrow when Victory Smith rolls gets shot. Yeah. So guys, just go at least for me, in my opinion, go watch the pilot, which is on YouTube. Um, it's an hour and change as well. Yeah, I think and, it was like an hour and eleven minutes. So that was probably an hour and a half uh, block uh, yeah. of time that they that they did it for, and they the the YouTube just cuts out the uh, the you know commercials. Yeah, and this has Japanese subtitles for some reason because you can't yeah. find this thing anywhere. But uh, like like Corey said, Sam Jones, who plays Victory Smith, chews up every scene. I mean, there's one scene where he uh, he invades this home and he sees the uh, maintenance staff on the on the lawn, like mowing yeah. the lawn, and he goes up to one of the guys and to kind of mess with him, and the guy starts kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. He's like a martial artist. Yeah, <laughs> it's very I'm... obscure. I'm like, whoa, damn! I did not expect that. Yeah, and then victory uh, just shoots him. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I think this the the very first episode is definitely worth watching just for the villain, just for him, because He's the best he part. brought like all I can really say is he brought a big screen performance yes. to the to the small screen, which yes. which you know you're like okay, but no, but like. You don't see that too often. Like a lot of times people, even big name stars that go work on TV shows, I feel like a lot of times they kind of tone things down, yeah. you know, because, because you know, TV shows aren't as sweeping. They're not like as cinematic sometimes, especially not during the 90s. But he brought this big screen gravitas and he played every scene like yeah. he was on the big screen, you know, like he played every scene like it. And he, the villain is uh, he is just unbelievably good. Like, holy crap. No TV show deserves to have a villain as good as him on it. <laughs> yeah, it was a great, in my opinion, home run hit for a 
for a pilot episode. Um, yeah. You know, future episodes, they would have f- uh, big name people at that time, like David Morse, who's a recognizable face, and Kim Coates, who's a recognizable face as well as villains on the show. Or, uh, You know, again, it followed, it was very formulaic, but what stood out to me, and I actually got emotional watching it uh, the other night. I was saying that to Kristen, that uh, I was like, I'm processing my childhood with these shows. This idea of like losing, not not having, like being you know, sad that I didn't have certain aspects of my childhood, you know, and, and, and going like, man, why, why am I so connected to these like certain archetypes? Right. And it's because I, I really kind of lacked that as a kid. Yeah. And so watching it now, especially when silent lucidity kicked in, I was like, why am I getting choked up right now? Oh my God. You know, I know. <laughs> one Money. of the benefits. Yeah, it was well done. I mean, the the show honestly, it had some cool camera angles. Yeah, like at the beginning, like they did a, they did some fun like you could tell it had a budget. They they legit yeah. did some like tracking shots, like dolly shots. They did some low camera angles. Like they were really trying to like have a vibe, right? They were they were trying to be slick and cool. And honestly, for the most part, I think they nailed it. My cool. truly my biggest complaint, uh, and and I didn't. I didn't dislike his character uh, at all, Chooch. but but my biggest complaint was the overuse of Chooch and 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 how Raphael, played by uh, Nestor Serrano. Yeah. So you know, Don uh, Don Michael Paul, Paul's got a he's got like one thing, right? Billy Warrock's yeah. character's got one Drop thing, but Nestor has like three things he yeah. he doesn't like guns he he uses razor cards uh so that's one thing technically um he thinks he's a ladies man but he's not and he says chooch too much so it's like <laughs> he has too much character business like too yeah. many character traits and not and then the other guys don't have like well they probably have the, the right amount like just give him one but he's got like like three things and i'm like that's a little bit much and you really need to stop saying chooch you said what? it like a hundred <laughs> times like well, it's, look it's, here. It's, it's 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 almost like he got like the the word of the day toilet paper type of thing. <laughs> well look here chooch okay yeah. look here okay the, the funny the, thing the, is chooch is a, a i think it's because uh, i actually looked it up i was like what the fuck does this mean and it's derived <laughs> from like italian and i'm like but yeah. you're supposed to be puerto rican so like yeah. why didn't you at least like do like a a puerto rican like slang thing <laughs> but uh but i mean honestly like to be truthful with you guys like like i've never seen it before so you know no nostalgia whatsoever and i'm looking at you know 1993 uh you know scanned tv on youtube with Japanese subtitles, right? So yes. not not the best scenario at all. And yeah. I planned on maybe just watching like half hour of it. I watched all an hour and 11 minutes of it. So honestly, I think that says a lot right there. Yeah, look, look, I think well, uh, two things. One, it's produced by Stephen J. Cannell, or Cannell, Cannell. Uh, and he, and if you don't know who he is, he's responsible for Greatest American Hero, 21 Jump Street, Wise Guy, The Rockford Files. Uh, like so many classic television shows, the guy I was, I was a big uh, Amer- Grace American Hero fan, by the way, growing up as a kid. And you probably, know, you probably didn't hurt that I had blonde curly hair like him. No, you look like William Cat basically. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and and he's the guy at the end of the show where he would be typewriting and he'd kind of throw his paper oh, yeah. up in the air and it would oh, hook yeah. into a circle or whatever yep. or into the letter C. Uh, yeah, so 
so already this had like a big name and that was the thing too it's like oh if this guy producing a show was always a huge thing or created by it was always a huge thing for television at that time and so I think that's what people were like whoa check this out I think the reason why this is my own opinion why um Raphael was given so much is because he was a Puerto Rican character versus the two other brothers who were white. And I feel like there was this, in my opinion, again, this push to like really hammer in how uh, important he was to the show when we're dominated by mostly white characters at that time, black mm-hmm. or white characters, and not a lot of Latino characters were represented on television in the 90s, yeah. uh, to the best of my knowledge. So I think that's why his character softens up a little bit as 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 the show goes on, and they they kind of focus on different brothers on each episode, which oh, is cool. That's and, cool. Yeah, and I love I love Don Michael Paul. And the dude is huge. He legit is a big guy. And there's oh, moments he, in this show. He looks where, big. <laughs> yeah, he'll fucking tackle people yeah. or like clothesline somebody. And it's so badass. Like he he drives a car that has the license plate, the beast on it, you know? So he's a legit badass. Yes. And then Billy Warlock is tiny. You know, he's this little guy. But, but he's, he's so but he's charismatic. he's super good looking. Yeah. And then Nestor Serrano, Nestor Serrano, Raphael, he's like the comic fodder, right? He's the guy in the middle who kind of keeps things light. But then he has this cool moment too, a la in this episode where he takes out Victory Smith, spoiler alert, at the end, you know, with his, uh, with bungee. his bungee jumping skills, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is so, it's again, it's 90s, guys. It's yeah. 90s. It's, just gotta you let you it gotta, go. You got to take a lot of it with a, with a grain of salt, um, which is fine. But yeah, I I liked all three of the main leads, uh, and even Serrano. You know, like I like him. I always like yeah, him as yeah. an as an actor. Uh, I just thought they gave his character just too much business, right? Oh, I totally but get it. At the same time, I, I if they did, if they if that happened because of reasons to try like if they gave him too much business because they wanted to to lift up the character then then i'm fine like you know what i mean i'm cool with that just to give a a puerto rican character a little bit more screen time more to do like i feel like maybe the intention was good uh but you know the execution just say choo-choo just a little bit less like literally (laughs) that's it just say choose chooch less that's all you I will say math. being so damn impressionable as a kid, still am, I guess, to this day. I, I, I said chooch anytime, any opportunity I could. I have, I still to this day have all 11 episodes on VHS on a SLP long form tape. I'm sure the quality is shit. Uh, yeah, but the commercials that you probably caught on that uh, on that tape are probably amazing. Gold, yes. Yeah. And in fact, I tried to edit out most of them, but I think I might have kept a few in because I was big into like, oh, you can pause it and then press pause again yeah. right, and to edit out the commercials. Um, I bet I still have all 11 episodes on VHS. And to this day, I'm like, someone's got to put out. There's got to be a bootleg of this because there again there are some other episodes in this series where I'm like oh it was so good and I I I, I love the colors there's some cool neon shots that they do in this there's the mm-hmm. music has a cool vibe to it it's very subtle it's very like um kind of synthy in a way uh and and yeah like there there's moments where you know uh, Raphael's trying to give this this, uh, this this robber a break in the opening of the show he's like look you know you don't have to do this and then the robber does his shit and then next thing you know it's over um yeah so that i mean that's that's why i chose this this uh, this show specifically first because i talk about it incessantly and now that it's down on tape 
Um, well, I'm still going to keep talking about it, but you know, <laughs> that's my two cents. It's my TV yeah. obscura. Yeah, and and so overall, now that you've watched, you know, an episode on on YouTube, you know, would you do you still feel confident recommending it to to people? Hell yeah, yeah. I wish I wish there was just a DVD available of this show. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that music rights is is a bit of an issue. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's legit. Because it's a legit song, and not like I said, not every episode had that. Some episodes were a cover. Um, but like I said, I got emotional watching it again <laughs> at this day and age after all the shit we watch, how the quality television and we're like, oh, it's so good. I'm watching it now. I'm like, why am I getting choked up? This I guess it had a, <laughs> still has an impact on me. I love it, man. And and it's just there's like a unique acting quality back then. It was different. And, and everybody, I feel like, works their asses off. And Sam Jones stands out like a motherfucker. The fact that the, he's like seven feet tall doesn't doesn't hurt, you know? Yeah. And there's some cool things where he's like taking a bunch of bullet shots and he just gets right back up. That's badass too. Yeah. I, I highly recommend the, the pilot actually. It was very, very cool. It really was. I mean, yeah, it's TV. It has its problems. It's nineties TV. Yeah. Just go in expecting just some nineties, nineties TV bullshit. Right. But then the irony is that it's, it's actually going to probably like go higher than you think it is. Like, I feel like that pilot, they put more into it than, than was deserving of a, of a TV show, maybe of this caliber at the time. They, I feel like somebody really put some money into that pilot episode. Yeah, Stephen. Well, Stephen J. Cannell could do no wrong at that during that time. So, yeah. uh, you know that. So yeah, check out the Hat Squad. Yeah. I guarantee you there will be more cop shows in the future, uh, <laughs> but they will be as obscure or more obscure than the Hat Squad. Come on, what a great concept! We all wear fedoras. It's a sign of our unity. Yeah, that was cool. That it was cool because the the dad Tolkien, uh, it's kind of t- at the beginning of the show tells them that there was like this group of co- like really cool cops back in the day, and they were called the Hat Squad, and yep. you know, yeah, it, it's cool. It's 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 a cool concept, and it's a cool way to like sort of tie it in and kind of give them unity and everything. So yeah, I liked it, man. I, I don't know if. I'm going to at all go back and watch any more of them. But like I said, I only planned on watching half of it, and I watched the entire pilot on YouTube. Right on. So I think that says everything right there. And it's mainly because of, of uh, Victory, uh, because he was just – I mean, like I, I can't stress it enough. It, it, he was – he's like – you see so many TV villains, and you're like, okay, you know, you're scary. And then you see him, and you're like, oh – He's how a TV like he's like an he's playing it like an actual movie villain, but he's yeah. playing it on he's it's on TV, so it's just it's crazy. It's weird juxtaposition, but at the same time, he's fan fucking tastic. Well, I will say, you know, like like I pointed out that scene where he basically he, well not basically he does threaten that to kill that kid's mom, uh, <laughs> gets right in his face, nightmare inducing, and then he takes the kid's car baseball card that his dead dad gave him, yeah, the Whitey Ford or whatever it is, and uh, and that's a big part of uh, Matt Matt's character Billy Warlock where he wants to get the baseball card back. He promises the kid that he will, you know. Yeah. The kid's having nightmares. It's it's a really sweet scene, like. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. And well, it's, it's a well-written pilot because yeah, yeah there, there's like there's a lot of like callbacks to you know like 
I think it was, was it Billy Warlock's character who would wake up from the night terrors yes. as a kid? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, he connects with that little, that kid. Yeah, it, that the pilot is very, very tight, very well written. It's, it's really, really tight with a lot of callbacks, a lot of cues and, and, and really good. Just like, no, it, it's one of those pilots. It just, it, in one of those episodes, it doesn't have any loose threads, you know, no. or at all. And you're like, oh, where did that go? It, it, it's all closed up and tight. Yeah, it's a nice one-off, too, if you just want yeah. to watch one episode. So there yeah. you go. Nice. That's my pick. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. All righty. Well, there's Zach and I, full disclosure, Zach and I discussed trying to have some kind of connection between the two shows, and then we were like, nah, who gives a shit? Let's just talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about, because yeah. it's our podcast, right? So we're just well, going to have fun with it. And it also opens up, it, it, makes, it makes it a little easier to just kind of go with an open-ended show, you know, with, mm-hmm. with more, more variations on topics. If we, st- if we, st- we were talking about sticking to a particular genre per episode or yeah. uh, theme, this is just makes it a lot more easier and more fun. Yeah, I think so. I think, and, and honestly, guys, you know how long our regular episodes are. We need to have some shorter, easier, uh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit, just freeform discussion episodes. So totally. this is, this is perfect. So, Photon. Uh, so Zach picked the Hat Squad, and I picked Photon, 1986. Bodhi Lee, Earth's world, Earth's world champion at Photon, is is selected to join an elite team of Photon warriors, the Guardians of the Light. Uh, of and the Guardians of the Light of Photon work to keep the evil warlord of R from taking over the universe. Was Warriors supposed to be spelled with an A? No, that is a misspelling. So <laughs> <laughs> that was written by Chalandra. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so according to IMDb, um, the cast, not a single person. Well, I'm sorry. One, Bodie Lee's mom has a picture. Nobody else has a picture on <laughs> on IMDb. That should tell you a lot. So yeah, good good times there. But what photon means to me? Please. Uh, 86, I was eight years old. 
um, the whole craze of Photon versus laser tag, right? Yeah. Uh, we can all agree that Photon is the poor man's laser tag. Sure. <laughs> I, I whatever. guess. Uh, do you, they both had, they both had like these photon and laser tag arenas that you could go to and actually like play the game. And here the, the, the arenas actually worked into the, the story itself. But the thing is when I was eight years old and this show came out, I missed it completely. Right. I didn't discover it for like a few years later. I didn't even know it existed until I saw some toys, some like photon toys. And I was like, Oh my God, I remember this. Like, like when I was like 10 or something like that. So I, I, I had these, like, it was like a weird thing where like I caught the, the photon craze late, you know, like I just missed it, yeah. but I loved the 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 reason I even got Photon versus Laser Tag was because I liked the design of Photon better. I liked the helmet. I liked the chest piece and the gun. I thought it was really cool. And yep. I had uh you know I think the the you get a two pack you know or something and one yep. green one red helmet. Man, I had those fucking things until I was probably like fifteen or something. Man, I I loved Photon. So when I it's like. I didn't experience the show when it was out. I discovered it past its prime. But then, of course, at the time, it was like, well, there was no internet back then, so I couldn't really go back and sort of enjoy it. So it only existed as this little faded memory that floated in the back of my head. And, you know, we'd go to comic book conventions and just randomly see people selling the toys there and i'm always just reminded that this that this show existed and i'm always like what the i remember this and then you know 20 years will go by and it'll fade from my memory and then something will cross my path and i'm like oh shit i remember this fucking show so it's a weird it's a really weird affair that i've had with this show and I think the reason I even wanted to do it for my first episode was just to even experience it for the first time. Although watching it, I do realize that I'd seen some episodes. Like, I was familiar with it. It just got buried because, I mean, when you're eight years old, like, you just don't remember as much. You just start forgetting things and yep. they fade away. But, you know, it was always something that I remembered that I wanted to get to know. Does that make sense? Like, Oh, like, totally. It's like I was I was always like I wanted I wish I watched that but I always missed it. And now that I've watched a few episodes, well, maybe it's better that I missed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, I I first off, I I I'm not going to just start off by saying that I actually very much love the design of the characters on the show. I think that that the I think they look fan fucking tastic, not in their functionality, but yeah. in their design. Uh, for the most part, both good guys and bad guys. I think yes. they did a damn good job with the ship designs too. Like I was like, oh, that's actually pretty impressive. But considering that it has like a joint uh, American Japanese production, and I think a lot of uh, the people who worked on it also worked on like the the famous uh, was the the Cayman Rider and all that kind of stuff. You okay. know, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Back then, um, but the but the problem is is that the show relies heavily on green screen environments yeah in back in the early 80s when my you couldn't even do those well in the 90s so imagine how they look in the 80s yeah it's it is it is beyond low budge i mean it is like yeah horribly low budge 
that's not to its discredit at all. That's just fact. That it's, yeah, but, it's like it makes Doctor Who look like a Michael Bay movie. Uh, yeah. Doctor Who of the the original series, guys, mm-hmm. to be like, it's so good. No, I'm not talking about the new one. Just seriously, go 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 take a history lesson and watch the old one. Um, and you you like the old Doctor Who's? But I yeah, love they, the old Doctor bad. Who, but yeah, but I'm watching it. I, I so full disclosure, I watched this with my Bodie. By the way. You don't spell Bodhi B H O D I. I'm just saying, well, like well, that's Bahodi. <laughs> it, well, it's not even his name. So like, it, it, his so that's an alias. So I'm like, first yeah. off, why didn't his you real just name's get, Chris, right? Yeah, it's like Christopher. Uh, actually, <laughs> hold on, uh, Jarvis. It's like Christopher Jarvis. It's like, why didn't you just name his just name him Bodhi Lee and then spell it L E E? You know. I will say Bodie got a kick out of every time they, they said Bodie, he would smile. They're like, you know, Bodie, come on, lighten up. Cause I watched the episode, no laughing matter. Oh, okay. um, that's the episode I watched. And I had the LJN toys back in the day, which were so oh, cool. Yeah. Was, so you did have them. Okay. Yeah. I never owned them. They so, actually functioned, right? They actually did the, the, the photon laser thing. Yeah. You could shoot at each other. Yeah. You know, uh, one, the, the, I forget the name of the creature, but it was like the multi-armed creature. Yeah. Uh, versus Bodie, Bodie Lee. A Lee's blonde and, Bodie though. What's that? Hey, the, the toy is blonde where the Full actor. Full on blonde. The yeah. actor has like blonde highlights or something. I, I wonder if, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, yeah. I had that toy line. I, uh, and I loved it. I actually liked it more than laser tag to be honest with you, because I like that it had a backstory. Laser Tag didn't have a backstory. Yeah. Uh, they had a cartoon. The cartoon was cool, but the cartoon came after the fact. I felt like this coincided with the toy. This was like, and again, it's, it's like GoBots versus Transformers in the in the sense that, you know, GoBots came out first, right? And then there were, I think, think so, yeah. And yeah. then, um, and Photon, I think, might have come out first as well. But anyways, it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. I'm watching it with a kid lens now. And I, he he kind of enjoyed it. it, man. It's really cheesy. It's super cheesy, and it, and it's it's very much a product of its time, especially with the the way they sort of talk to the uh, female ninja girl. Yes, uh, I, her name is Tivia, Princess of Nivia, <laughs> <laughs> a planet where there are no men because they all went extinct. Dude, and and she's got she's got like. Uh, they, I guess they, they're supposed to make her look red. I wish they would have just gone with blue because she looks like she laid in a, a tanning bed way too long. Yeah. And so her skin is like, you know, uh, lobsterized because she's, she's really pretty. Yes. And then in the episode I watched, she actually sings a like what would be considered a pretty decent synth synth wave song now. Uh, like I'm sure if David watched this now, he'd be like, I think Roxy should do this song. This could be really good. <laughs> How's that, David? Is that pretty good? Uh, that's better, right? So, uh, sincerely, dude, it's like a pretty decent track, and I was kind of grooving to it. But there's like random shit going on, and and it's it is low budge, but from a kid lens, and I think that's I'm assuming that's where you kind of came from too. Yeah, I'm watching it with total appreciation, man. Like I was never a Power Ranger guy; it just wasn't my thing. You know, I got we nothing were both, against. I think we were both too old. For Power Rangers at the time. I've never been a Power... This is as close to the Power Rangers as I get. Diallo would totally disagree with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but 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 yeah, I think, I think it kind of jumped our age demographic. Same with Pokemon and, and Magic the Gap. It, that just wasn't my thing, personally. Yeah. Um, and so... And this, to me, reminds me of Power Rangers, where the dialogue is like... 
it's everything's dubbed everything's voiceovered uh for no reason some of the older characters look very creepy you know when, when you're looking because obviously it's not mastered so it's like it's it's got a haze on it and it's vhs copy and like the older guys with the facial hair like just look like pedos a little bit you know yeah yeah it's, well i but just they're not watched, i'm sure they're not i just watched an episode I, I watched i watched the pilot and then i watched this other one where they go to this like plant um uh planet and uh yeah the villain there looks oh he looks skeezy and he even has like a long uh pinky nail you know Ooh. the coke nail and yeah, everything it nail. was i mean it was crazy the dialogue is terrible the the <laughs> it, the, the cgi the like the backgrounds like it's yeah, all green it's so screen bad. but yeah <laughs> so i bad. think i think as a kid i think i was just like blown away by the fact that it was a like a full multimedia push. Like I knew that there were books. Uh, I knew the, yeah. the toys. I thought the toys were cool, but it's like there were no toys for laser tag, right? Nope. But because nope. they had this show had some really fucking cool designs, and I will say to it is the strongest element for me is the character designs in this. I think this yeah. would make a perfect comic book. I think they should have gone a comic book route. Um, I think it would have made a perfect animated show. Although I give them mad props for not making it animated and being as high concept as it is, you know, it's, it's super high concept with multiple, like the aliens in it on the, on the good guy side, it's like three humanoids. And then Everyone else is like in suits, and then like the bad guys is only one human-looking dude. Everyone else is in suits. Like that is production right there. That takes time to get these people, these actors, suited up into these things. And I'm just like, like, even, I think even as a kid, I understood like how much that effort that that took. And yet, I think I was probably still a little mesmerized at how bad the end result is. But at the <laughs> same time, I'm just like, but I, I think that there's something there that you could actually like go forward with like i was like looking at it now and i'm like i think that most of the character designs are still pretty damn cool still hold up i'm like you could fucking reboot this you like could easily, easily you easily know reboot it and i i think you could dare i say turn it into a semi-adult show yeah like um, like make it a little bit more like adult centric because yeah. also the concepts that they're working with were kind of intriguing too the so the idea is that the photon, the power of the light. They got to every episode. You got to go to a planet and basically just fight with the bad guys. And whoever zaps the the crystal first, the planet will either become lush, or you know, if the good guys do it, or like turn to a barren wasteland if the bad guys do it. But the thing that I thought was cool is that the bad guys stay on their ship. And then they kind of like send down projections, you know, of themselves yeah, that yep. can still do damage. But I'm like, I was like, I know you're calling them projections, but I think you're what what probably the concept really started with was their souls. Like basically the bad guys, like, I'm going to keep your bodies here because if you screw up, I'm going to, I have your body. I can just kill you. You can't like, you know, turn against me. So yeah. he keeps the bad guys bodies on their, on the ship and sends their souls down to fight. And watching it now, I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's deep. It's d- way deeper than laser tag. Laser tag was just a fun game. This this was like trying to create a concept around it, you know. And I thought it was great too. the the main The main villain, uh, the creature, he's so creepy looking. 
Uh, no, the four, the four armed guy, the orange four armed guy. No, like the actual, like who, I forget his name now, but the guy. Oh, who, like, like yep, Monstar. Yeah, the the main bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, he and he looks like a Monstar, or you know, in 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 um in uh like Horde Prime. It's like you know yeah. he's this this larger than life creature. Um, it's a really cool idea. And, 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 and the the I like the fact that on the bad guys team there's like a fallen uh, human photon yes. guy um, who's being brainwashed. So he's got like these cool like cybernetic enhancements. Because I was just reading the backstory, so he's yeah. apparently that those like keep him you know in line. Like he he's he I think if you remove those he would turn good. But I was like that's really fucking cool too like that the bad guy like took a took like a, a champion of the good guys and turned him evil. Like I'm always a sucker for that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of the Borg in uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Right, Locutus. Uh, yeah, and I love that. I, I love that too, dude. It, look, I, I'm not going to shit on it at all outside of the you know outside of what I've already said. It, I have not, a lot of nostalgic feels for it. To me, I'm like, yeah, this is this this show relies way heavily more on memories than it does on like watching it now watch it now and i'm just like oh gosh but it's funny to watch now like if you watch it now and you're like you can laugh at it um it, laugh at the laughable moments and then you look at it and go no, this is actually this is pretty cool you know and and i love i love the Bodie lee character he's uh it's i love that he's his name is Bodie. so that <laughs> for me personally i was like oh that's cool oh yeah, yeah. i can dig that and I, th- I think his costume's cool as shit, too. Oh, yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. And I liked, I was always mesmerized because I used to look at, like, the toys and I don't know what magazine. I probably had a Starlog or something. had pictures of the characters and everything. And I was like, I liked how they, in the design, you, you could tell there was a mandate to incorporate the photon gear somehow. Yeah. But because the gear is made for humans and the the aliens in this movie are very vast and 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 interesting looking that they had to find different ways to incorporate the necessary uh components on on them and i thought that was cool too like the robot yeah. guy the good robot guy his photon blaster like is his robotic hand you know yeah it's, and then it's cool it, and then, like, you know, somebody else, like, will have their chess piece sort of dangling off on a weird angle or something. It was just, it was, I loved all the designs. I can't stress it enough. Um, I still, like, even with 42-year-old lens, you know, 2020, I'm just, I'm watching. I'm like, yeah, special effects are terrible. But at the same time, I'm like, there's there's a charm to it. Uh, the guy who plays Bodie Lee, I find very likable. Yeah, he's actually a pretty decent actor. Um, yeah, he's not fucking terrible. Other than you know, everyone is is voiced is you know voiceovered. Uh, I'm just curious, yeah, that, but I, that was that was lame to me. Like I, I feel like oh man, if if they just took the voiceover off, I'd rather just see. I, I don't because I, I feel like they had a multi ethnic cast. You know, yeah. like uh, his parents seem white, even though he's he's he looks Asian, um, and, and like kind have his normal voice. I want to hear his normal voice. That really distracted me. That it always was, did. That's why this. That's why I didn't watch uh, Power Rangers. That was another reason. I was like, oh, this feels so. Like you'd have these scenes where they're like at the peach pit or whatever the fuck they went <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. you know, and then they go battle. It, 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 obviously, it's like two different things, and I'm like, just it just didn't jive with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it. it the voiceovers took me out of it completely as well. And the same as you, that was a big barring process, you know, like barring me from enjoying power Rangers was the voiceover factor. You know, I, yeah. I was not a big fan of that as well. Um, but yeah, overall, 
if there was like a, a set of you know photon on blu-ray or dvd honestly i'd buy it i would buy it just to watch it all the way through um yeah special effects don't hold up great but i think it has enough charm and enough fun and enough really kind of interesting concepts at least in the few episodes that i saw uh that i would honestly like to keep going with it there is somebody who has the entire series like on uh one video you know on youtube so it's like eight hours um there was supposed to be a second season they never got it but they did create a series finale i don't know if that just if they did it like uh you know dropped it as a tv movie or something but i did read that they that they did wrap it up they did create a series finale but i mean it's got books it's got toys you know and then (laughs) it's got the 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 photon set that you can play as a kid, like that you can actually wear. It was a full fucking multifaceted multimedia rollout. And that's pretty fucking impressive for something that doesn't look that great, to be honest with you. It lasted 26 episodes. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, that's, that's crazy. And, and it, granted it was a syndicated series. So, yeah. you know, they threw again, like this was the time when the people would just throw shit on the wall and see what stuck. But but syndicated shows like you were stuck watching it. I remember I'd race home from school to watch this show uh, back in the day. It was on channel 26 in, in the Bay area. So. <laughs> see when I, I think the problem was and why I didn't see a lot of episodes growing up for me, when this show was on, it was on at like 6am on Sunday morning. Oh yeah. Which which was like the same time slot that that um, do you remember that CGI Starship Troopers cartoon that came out like in 98, yeah, 99? Yeah. For me, the same thing. It was like I think it went straight to syndication and but it was on at like 530 in the morning on a yeah. Sunday. So like I, I never saw VCR. it. I said but I have for that. I have the entire uh, box set for that uh, that DV that uh, show. And by the yeah. way, fucking people die on that show. The the Starship Troopers one like, yeah, like soldiers die. Brutal. It's yeah. brutal. Uh, I love that show too. That was great. That was another great. one. Just just because we're on the six a.m. on a, on a Sunday, another one that fell into that category for me was. Do you remember the the artist who created Aeon Flux? Also did a Phantom yes. like Phantom twenty ninety nine or something like that. I don't uh, remember Fan- that. Uh, so he did a Phantom cartoon, but you know, based on purple oh. you know the phantom oh yes uh, but I, d- I do remember that now yes yeah. i didn't know he created that that's cool yeah, and it was like the same awesome ass art style and everything but again 6 a.m on a fucking sunday and it wasn't like uh defenders of the earth defenders no no it wasn't defenders of the earth i hope Out that pops up on our, uh... <laughs> and by the way we can do cartoons like like you know like um i know that we did you know a toy watch list but i think now like w- with this tv obscura we can do cartoons and stuff so don't be don't be shocked if you see like spiral zone or chuck norris uh, or something popping up on this oh i i already have i already have two cartoons picked out so mm-hmm. yes i i i yes yeah. we will definitely do cartoons um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my tongue on the 6 a.m. shit because it, it my one of my car- both of my cartoons flow fall into that category. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I missed it. Oh shit! And guys, you have to remember too when these shows came out. There obviously was no DVR. There was no DVD. There was there was no uh, they didn't have VHS versions of this stuff yet. You either saw it or you didn't. So that's why these shows come and go. And you're like, I never heard of this show because you never had a chance to rewatch it. They didn't, the, the hat squad didn't re air photon. Yeah. The 26 episodes 
I don't remember them re-airing. I don't remember watching one episode more than once. Um, so that's it. Like that's it, yo. And, and, and for the people out there that find these and master them to the best of their ability and put out a bootleg on iOffer, which I don't think even exists anymore because they got shut down, I think, because they were selling so many bootlegs on it. Uh, but for people that do do that, thank you, because yeah. at least we have it preserved, you know, like some of the shows we're going to talk about in the future. I have bootleg copies of that I found on on eBay or whatever. Yeah, J- just because we can't get another copy of it, like yeah, like I, I don't, I don't always, yeah, I, I don't want to support boot bootleggers. But if the if the studio isn't going to put it out at all, then you know we're gonna have to watch it. However, we can watch it. And to go back to what you were saying about you know uh, no you know if you miss it you don't ever see it. I saw a great meme that went around and it was like. You know, kids today will never know true stress or something like that. And they were like, and it was like, back in my day, if you missed a show, you just missed it. You never saw it again. And I was that like, was that is such a true fucking meme, you know? Yeah, and- no, it's true. I was telling Bodie that. I said, you know, I said, you know how we can go on and we can watch anything we want? And fortunately, I have a lot of the DVDs of G.I. Joe and we're watching that now. I said, there was a time when you either watched it or you didn't. Or you had to choose between two shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. either I watch Inhumanoids or I watch Centurions, yep. you know, but I can't watch both because they're yep. on two different networks at two different times. And then the VCR came out where you could record a show on a different channel and watch another thing, you know, and that was pretty fucking badass. But now, but, but again, that was like, what if I want to watch three shows or, you know, <laughs> right? Um, because they would do that. All the networks. There was a time when networks fought. Oh, there's a time. My God, this really dates us, dude. There was a time <laughs> I, when I networks fought over time certain shows, right? Yeah. So if you didn't, if I'm watching the Hat Squad, I can't be watching uh, whatever action show was on NBC or Fox at that time. Maybe I missed Booker on twenty one on uh, on Fox because it was maybe on the same time the Hat Squad was on. Like I had to pick and choose. Yeah. You know? And then you had to fight over what your parents wanted to watch. right yeah like so yeah (laughs) so like if your show like say i don't know remember remember that show mantis i like that show back in the 90s oh mantis was cool dude where he was like was he paralyzed or something like that he was paralyzed and he created like a a suit he became a superhero oh so good yeah Yeah. and it was cool because he also had to like like uh deal with like power management on his suit like so you know like kind of like uh iron man but but once his power was out he was crippled which actually is pretty fucking interesting so yeah i liked mantis but yeah but but the point is is that you know if mantis comes on at like you know thursday at eight o'clock i'm you know either i have to watch what my parents are gonna watch or i have to go upstairs and watch it on my room or small tv or whatever you know but yeah and then like you said in humanoids versus centurions and yeah i i as a kid you're like uh uh, which which one? And then I usually <laughs> lean towards uh, Centurions, but uh, you know, because Inhumanoids scared the shit out of me. Decompose, dude. That show. I, I don't know if it's too. It may not. It, it may be too mainstream to mention, but that show was dark. And apparently, it's you know, I love how people are like, oh, it's a part of the uh, uh, the canon of uh, GI Joe. I'm like, why? They're like, because they use the same act voice actors. I'm like, that doesn't no. make it part of the same universe. No. Did no. they have the cro- did they have crossover characters? No. Just because they use the same actors doesn't I've, mean it's part of the same universe. I've never heard that Inhumanoids is, is a part of the GI Joe universe. That's I heard it. I heard someone say it once, 
at my buddy Scott's uh, I think one of his parties. Wrong. By the way, that's another thing too. You know, when you talk about these shows, you talk about especially kid shows that had a toy line. Um, it boggles my mind to know that we had these toys at one point. We don't have these. We may or may not have these toys anymore, and they're so expensive now on yeah. like eBay. You know, visionaries or uh, you know, like the, the case in point, the the Inhumanoids or Centurions, which is such a bad toy line, badass toy line. Photon actually is not that expensive. You can find them on uh, you know out of the box, but and they were pretty fucking beefy too. Like they weren't they're the nine size. inches, dude. Yeah, nine inches were, tall. They were awesome. They they were really fucking cool because they had a bunch of circuits in them. You know, you look at yeah. toys now and you're like, oh, how the hell do they do that? I got the little Tron figures from uh, you know. The, the, the legacy and uh they're tiny but they do shit and you're like oh that's so cool but back in the day you'd have this big hunk of plastic that could you know one yeah. button <laughs> yeah. on it or whatever <laughs> anyways uh didn't we we did a toy line episode go listen to that if you yeah. want to hear more about that shit yeah yeah um, our, our our obscure uh our eight top eight obscure 80s toys toys from the 80s something like that there's a lot of eights in the title you guys will find it <laughs> but Fo- photon photon could have I feel like I think uh, I mentioned it as an honorable mention in there. Maybe I, I think you did, and I feel like personally, I feel like if it had a better, better writing, uh, better, slightly better production value, it would have been huge. And they and and in the marketing, like they they could have put a whole action figure. To, this would have been Power Rangers before Power Rangers. Yeah, you know, they, they you had, had such colorful characters, dude. And they had Even all the, the potato parts. chip they, guy. <laughs> The what? <laughs> the the potato chip guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah There's a yeah, guy on the show. Looks like pota- forget what his name is. Yeah, yeah. He got he got. But like, God bless him, man. God bless the people that wore these costumes and and fucking acted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. And and God bless like the. I mean, whoever okayed like all of these tie-ins, like who bankrolled this thing? You know, it's it's it was impressive the rollout. Yeah, like you said. It has all the pieces to to be yep. big, photon, you know. But I think I think that reliance on on the green screen or the blue screen background really just hindered them. But I'm sure they were like, we sunk all of our money into the costumes. We do not have any money left for environments at all. So good luck, guys. Just you're gonna have to shoot on a green screen. Well, you know what they had enough money for, and thankfully they did because. This dude is the master when it comes to his craft. Um, the music. Did you recognize the name of the guy who does the theme song? Uh, I did not. Shuki Levy? I don't recognize that person. Who is that? Uh, you need to look that name up while we're recording because I will tell you, if you look up the name of the composer, Shuki Levy, and Haim Sabin. Oh, Saban. Yeah. So Saban. it's it's so so... Uh, yeah, is speaking is of Power Rangers. Yes, <laughs> these guys are these guys are the bread and butter behind every major theme song. Galaxy Rangers, Ulysses thirty one, uh, He Man, ev- everything, dude, everything these guys did was gold. Everything. So you you attach those names to it, like to me, those guys deserve their own uh, documentary because yeah. they they created. How many theme songs do you memor- uh, listen to or, or, or know 
from the 80s cartoon shows, you know, Thundercats. I think they might have done Thundercats. I'm not positive. Mask. Mask Ma- is a great Mask, one. Mask they did. They did Mask, you know. Uh, Galaxy Gem, Rangers. Actually, nope. Jim and the Holograms had a great theme song. Jim is great. Jim is definitely great. But, you know, like Ga- uh, Galaxy Rangers, No Guts, No Glory, which yep. is a standalone kick-ass song on its own. Uh, you know, come on. Like, so Photon had those dudes. Those those guys and, were gold, man. They did. They're like the Cannon Brothers. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Golden the Golden. music in the pilot episode of Photon. They used both a cover of Footloose and Sudia, like Su Su Sudia. Oh, by Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah. There's a cover of a a Rockabilly song in the episode I watched too. So that must have been a reoccurring theme. Well, so in yeah in um in IMDb it says, or I actually think it was Wikipedia. It was that every episode was supposed to have like a montage scene with a popular song from the times. Uh, the only problem is I, I hear that and I'm all I hear now is no rights for Blu-ray release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, I see that. I'm like, fuck. Well, shit, that's, guys. that's going to be a common theme. I think with a lot of the shows that we do is the reason why they're not available is because of some sort of music rights. I don't begrudge any musician whatsoever. No. Like you deserve what you deserve, but it's such a shame that we don't get, like 21 Jump Street will never be available in its full form on DVD or Blu-ray because there's so many music right itch issues. So if you watch 21 Jump Street on DVD or Blu-ray, it's it, it, they they uh, cut the music out and put in like generic shit. Yeah, they did that with uh, I think Supernatural. If you have the DVD box set of the like the first couple of seasons, yeah, um, you you get like Back in Black and like like ACDC and shit. And then now like streaming and whatnot, it's like generic versions Dude, of that song. It's not the same, man. No. Like it's not the same. They they did that. They do that with wrestler theme songs in the WWE. You know, which used to be the F, obviously. Uh, you know, Hulk Hogan used to come out to Eye of the Tiger. They cut, yeah. they cut that out. All the ECW guys would come out to like Enter Sandman and uh, shit like that, and they'd have to cut all. Now it's all generic shit. The Freebirds that would come out to Freebird by yeah. Leonard Skinner. It's it just totally taints it. It's just not. It's it's like what David was saying. David Irons was saying about uh, in Splash when they CG'd the hair on Daryl Hannah's butt on the Disney version. Like I don't. No, that's not the same to me. I don't go yeah. to a. This is an age old discussion. You know, you don't go to a museum and and see Monet or Van Gogh like changed up because it offends somebody. It's like come or or you know you didn't get the rights for that thing. <laughs> so you know here we are with shit like that. Unfortunately, Photon could get a release. You know because uh, they do cover versions perhaps. That I mean, I, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. If they do, I'd buy it. So I'd, I would too. Honestly, yeah, I I enjoy it. I'm glad to hear that that your Bodie enjoyed it. That's pretty cool. I I think that's neat, dude. I, I think he he put up with it um, <laughs> because because he definitely <laughs> he there were scenes where he was just really quiet, but then he would ooh and ah at the vaporizing scenes. You know. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That for yeah. me, that's a win. I said, did you like it? He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. you want to watch GI Joe? He goes, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, honestly, and and I don't know how we're going to wrap these up or whatever, but right now I thoroughly enjoyed both of the shows that we watched the first episode. Me too. Me too. I don't know if we're ever going to like toe dip and give a preview of, of our upcoming episode. Maybe we'll do that in the future, like a little tease uh, if we have something in mind. 
but yeah, as a as a as a first episode, I love that I got to revisit one of my favorite shows from my childhood and still enjoy it. And then watch another one that you thoroughly enjoyed and go and bring back all those nostalgic feels. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy that I actually get to know what the Hat Squad is now. Uh, I told uh, my buddy Bert, uh, he's uh, he he listens to the show. He's one of our our patron subscribers, and uh, he he remembered the Hat Squad. He's like, ah, oh, oh really? He's like, that's he's like that must be a Zach pick. I was like, yep, that's a that's a Zach <laughs> pick right there. Hey, uh, Hat Squad yeah. would make a kick-ass cart of uh, a comic book, by the way. That would make I a- mean. Both of them would honestly. Hat Squad had a had a already had a comic book vibe to it. Um, I, very interesting, a very cool sort of vibe to it. I think it would make a I think it would make a fantastic comic book, and I think Photon would as well. I think honestly, like I think Photon could easily be rebooted, but so could Hat Squad. It, you know, I would honestly like. Here's what I would want: I would want Photon to be like rebooted and current, and then I would want a comic book continuation of the hat squad with those characters and then keep the comic book in the same time like 93 or 94 or whatever that's how i'd want to see it go yeah you know i I will say this to just to wrap up with hat squad it um because i i i I, and everyone knows i i love michael mann i love miami Mm -hmm. vice i love crime story uh all his stuff that he does and i just love the inclusion of music and images mm-hmm. and that, that music video quality. This this had that. I think that's another reason why I love that show. Shows these days don't necessarily have that. And if they ever do like a fun nod back to the 80s or late early 90s, it, it gets me really excited because I love I just I love that's my that's my jam. That's what gets me going. I was definitely getting Michael Mann vibes on here. I mean, it wasn't like Michael Mann vibes, but I was like the vibes of like we're we're not trying to be cool. They're, they're pulling it off. They like, they're doing cool camera shots. They're doing cool music, <laughs> silent lucidity. Again, I, yeah. I will never hate, uh, anyone who wants to use silent lucidity for anything, because I still think that fucking song is amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and it, it was well shot, well acted. Um, nothing wrong with that squad, man. Nothing wrong at all. Very fucking cool. But man, I, it's hard to top that villain though. Season or episode one pilot. Villain, That's what you so, want, right? Yeah. That's what you want. And I will say, I will say, they're trying to be cool, but not in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're trying to yeah. be cool. No, no. Um, it, it, there, there's a difference between trying to be cool and being cool. They're being cool. Like yeah, yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, like uh, Don Michael Paul. Don Michael Paul. He, he was he was cool. Like He's honestly, badass. it was weird because I feel like you didn't see enough of him in the first episode. Yeah, you get and more. I was like, you get more. I was like, I like this guy. I I want more of him. You got just yeah. you got a lot of a lot of Serrano in that one. But I liked Billy Warlock too. I liked them both. I liked all three of them honestly. Yeah, so, like yeah. like I said, they 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 give every every lead their own kind of um, spotlight. But he as an as an actor. You know, if, if you just look up some of his stuff from... Oh, he was in Robot Wars. That's right. Yeah. That, Robot Wars, which is a full moon film. Yep. I remember um, that movie. And then Aloha Summer, you know, and, and um, Brotherhood of Justice. Like, he's actually been in a bunch of cool things. He's just got a cool look to him. Like, they all had a cool look, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. And fo- Photon... <laughs> Great designs, terrible, terrible blue screen, but great designs. <laughs> oh, dude, the concepts. You feel like, oh, so many people, because that's the thing too, guys. Like, you know, people watched this shit and said and got ideas later on. Yeah, which they should, because yeah. you know, 
make it better. Make it better. We we, we talked about that in uh, Def, our DefCon Four review. How we're yes. like, you know, as yes. bad as that movie is, we could see like like where possibly other filmmakers got like ideas from, and you know, like it's just yeah, it's it's the same. Yeah, it's I feel like it's the same thing with Photon. I'm sure somebody grew up and probably Steven Kostansky or something probably saw that, you know, and was like, that's really fucking cool. I'm going to make a PG, uh, Psycho Gorman, you know, like, Dude, like the, the rated R version of Photon or something. I, I feel yeah. like, I feel like he probably has seen this, you know? You know he has, dude. Yeah. And if he hasn't, now he's going to listen to this and he's going to want to watch it. We, 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 could, we should only be so lucky. I so, don't know if he's Steven, listening to these. Chooch, Chooch, listen. <laughs> God. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking chooch, man. Oh, buddy. This I'm going to be throwing that in all the time now. I know. I, I swear to God, I've, I've heard, I've heard you said it before. It's, it's fucking chooch. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, dude. But this was fun. I liked, I love this, man. I love Ditto. going down this road. I um, already have a plethora of ideas of, of shows that I want to bring to the table. Like I said, we are definitely absolutely going to see War of the Worlds on here because I loved that show as a Ditto. kid because it fucking got Ponch from uh, Predator in it, man. Fucking love that shit. That show is beyond great. Um, and I'll just throw out one that we'll definitely cover, G versus E. And uh, Oh, oh, I remember that show, dude. Show's the fucking shit, dude. Damn, oh, man. Shit. This is going to be fun. And by the way, yeah, obviously we we always lean towards nostalgia, but, you know, we'll fucking get late into the 90s and shit. It doesn't, it, it's whatever, man. Well, whatever here's my fun. thing. I, I'm As much as we're products of the 80s, early 90s had some really cool stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get that. Because also, we Even were though, older yeah. in the 90s. I think we were paying attention to, to more stuff in the 90s. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to see a lot on here. I think we're going to have some some fun picks. I think we're going to have some some picks that are going to surprise people. Um, and then some picks that are probably going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that show. Yep. That's no what doubt. we do here. So, Zach, as always, my man, this is uh, awesome. I love doing these with you. I love these freeform discussions with you. Um, guys, if, if, if you like this, check out Wrap Up After Dark on our Patreon page because it's kind of like that. We just kind of riff and go back and forth and stuff. But um, other than Patreon, uh, Zach, where can we find you out there in the podcasting world? I mean, let's be honest. Um Facebook is a dying art form and uh, Twitter is whatever. So you can find me on Instagram uh, <laughs> at, at my personal page. And then you can find me on $2 late fee, $2 late fee.com. Uh, all things nostalgic and retro. We have, uh, we, 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 we talk about movies. We talk about soundtracks. The difference between podcasting and $2 is we don't break the movies down. It's more personal, uh, personal anecdotes and whatnot. We talk about a movie song from that movie and the year it came out some 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 uh, pop culture moments and then we interview celebrities uh we've got upcoming interviews actually with two of the monster squad guys um and we just interviewed ari gross and uh, actually by the time this airs i think the monster squad episode will be airing so for nice. halloween um, yeah yeah so uh and then on that note uh you know like Corey said on our patreon we have some awesome shit and we just booked a a guest for an upcoming uh interview after dark who is uh in my opinion one of the finest character actors of the 90s uh late 80s and 90s and you'll know who he is i will not say any more than that (laughs) Uh, you'll just have to subscribe and find out 
Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll find out. We'll promote the hell out of it. But yeah, find me at $2LateFee.com. I'm rambling. Uh, <laughs> chooch. Go, go for it, Chooch. chooch. <laughs> God damn it. Chooch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I missed it, dude. The nostalgia. I was like, Chooch. I know, I know, and I swear to God, I hear you say it, and I know now where you got it from. <laughs> Look here, Chooch, oh, Puerto Rican God. prince. He's, he had too many. He had too much character business. Way too much character. This business. razor card is so badass, dude. It is, card, but, then, but then take away the Chooch, or take yeah, away gone, the chooch. fact that he's the no, ladies, or he's the he's the I think I'm the ladies' man, right? Well, yeah, like you know what I mean. But go go watch Hanging with the Homeboys again, dude. Go watch Hanging with the Homeboys, or just the scene where he's talking about I got the I got the I got the condoms with the Nanoxol Nine, the Nanoxol Nine. <laughs> it, it kills, it kills all that shit. It kills all that, kills all that shit, dude. The permacide. He's like, cause he's a he's a dickhead in that too, and uh, so good, so good. Nestor Serrano. Ooh, so good. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to ask me where you can find me out there in the world. Hey, Chooch, where can we find you, Chooch? <laughs> No, I just like the long dramatic pause, dude. I know. You gotta leave that in. I know you do. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep, you can find me every week talking Seinfeld with our buddy Adam on Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are halfway through season five. Well, we're pushing halfway. We're almost there, which means we're about halfway through the entire series. So we're having fun. It's, uh, it's, it's been a. It's it's I wouldn't say a labor of love because it's just it's fun but uh yeah making making our way through the entire uh, run of Seinfeld and uh, of course you can find me always on podcasting after dark uh, this is the beginning of I think a new explosion of Zach and I trying to uh, cr- basically grow the the pad brand with some other shows and everything so uh, hopefully you guys dig this and you know you you guys like us enough to check out our Patreon page and everything and uh, I'm not sure where this episode's gonna land so I don't know if I'm releasing on the, the free feeds or not so I might as well just okay. plug the Patreon as well so if you like what we do, check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash podcasting after dark. Again, patreon.com slash podcasting after dark. And you can find everything from wrap up after dark over there to our celebrity uh, interviews titled interviews after dark. And we also have uh, videos, exclusive videos. We have ad free versions of every episode on there. So and now we're going to have this as well as uh, possibly some other new shows that we're also developing a word that I hate hate i hate that word i hate saying that we're developing things but um i because it's so hollywood but it's kind of the only it's it's a true f- statement we're, de- we're it, developing some more uh some more shows as well so we'll uh hopefully it's true it's bring true, a it's bring true. a shit ton of content to you guys pretty soon is what we're trying to do well and let's be honest we're we're you know there's a lot going on in the world and we're there's a lot to do and every day we're busy as all hell so uh trying to, but also trying to provide you with good stuff so uh you know we're working on it slowly but surely and this is That's one right. of those things we were working on and we got it we got it going so add this to your regular uh bandwidth of fun throughout yeah your um yeah because here's so so the thing is i don't know what kind of schedule this is but after like we didn't want just to kind of give you guys some inside baseball 
we didn't want like every week, every other week to be like, you know, episode watch list, episode watch list. We wanted to start giving some variety into where the watch list is. The episodes, the proper episodes are going to be, you know, every other week like we normally do. But we wanted to like say, okay, maybe one one week it'll be a watch list. Maybe one week it'll be a TV Obscura. Maybe one week it'll be a Dark Canon. You know, we want to try to give some variety and everything and not to take away from the watch list because people really do like the watch lists. But we wanted to just inject some something else into there and have some fun with it so hopefully this uh hopefully you guys find this one to be fun and um as always we'll catch you on the dark side be sure to subscribe to podcasting after dark and give us a five-star rating on itunes support podcasting after dark on patreon Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Severed breasts.